As we have seen, in order for one to become Tommy as a Zov, he must experience Zoiv, the particular substance that turns one into a Zov, twice, within two days. That is to say, if there is a complete day beginning from the start of the night until the end of the following day, if that complete day separates the two occurrences of Zoiv exiting his body, then he will not become a Zov and they won't combine. Now, if he experiences this a third time within a day of the second time, then he would become a Zov Gomor, a fully-fledged Zov, and although there is no difference between a Zov who experienced it twice or three times in terms of the level of impurity that they have, nevertheless, a Zov Gomor, somebody who experienced this three times at least, is obligated to bring a carbon, certain sacrifices, once he goes through his purification procedure. And that purification procedure involves allowing seven days to pass without experiencing Zoiv exiting his body again. What happens if somebody Ro'aras he sees once? The Mishnah usually uses the term Ro'a to see when it refers to the Zoiv exiting his body. Likewise, in Maseches Nidor, when the Mishnah talks about blood exiting a woman's womb, it also uses that terminology where she sees blood. But of course, the seeing is not what makes her Tomei, it's the fact that the substance exits the body that is what makes the person Tomei. Be it as it may, this person experienced Zoiv exiting his male organ, Hayoim, today, on a particular day, and it occurred again during twilight. Benashmoshais is the time at the end of the day, the beginning of the night, and halakhically it's considered to be a doubt as to whether this time is a part of the day or a part of the night. And it could be at some point in the middle of Benashmoshais, the day ends and the night begins. So he saw it, let's say, at 12 o'clock in the middle of the day, and that very evening, during Ben Ashmoshes, Zoiv exited his body again. Or if it occurred the first time during Ben Ashmoshes, during this twilight time, and the second time it occurred the next day, during the daytime. If he knows for sure that the Zoiv flowed out of his body partly during the day and partly once the night began. In Jewish law, the day begins from the night time. So if, let's say, the Zoiv flow lasted for a little while, such that he knows that it began whilst it was still the daytime, and it stopped flowing from his body once it was already nighttime, even though it didn't last for a very long time, and in general, we would consider this just to be like one occurrence of Zoiv exiting his body. The very fact that it occurred on two different days, that itself is enough to consider it like two separate occurrences of Zoiv. So that's two, plus the other time that Zoiv exited his body, that's three altogether, and therefore Vadai la Korban Velatuma. He would be considered a certain Zov, both in terms of bringing a Korban at the end of his purification procedure and in terms of being Tomei. However, if he has a doubt as to whether or not this was the case, that the flow of Zoiv began during the daytime and ended once the night already began. So there are essentially three possibilities in front of us. It could be that he began seeing in the daytime and stopped seeing once it was already nighttime, and then it would be considered like two occurrences. 
The second option is that he saw it, it all occurred whilst it was still the daytime. And the third option is that it all occurred whilst it was still the nighttime. And we're talking about a case where apart from this, it also occurred either during that day before Binash Masha is or during the day following that twilight time. So the Mishnah says, He's considered to be a certain Zov in terms of being impure, because he definitely had two occurrences at least. The only question is whether the occurrence of Zoiv coming out of his body during Benashmoshais happened over two different days. It began in the day and ended at the night, but he, apart from that, he saw Zoiv at a separate occurrence, and therefore he's definitely a Zov who is Tomei. But in terms of bringing a carbon, the suffix like carbon, there is a doubt as to whether he's obligated to bring a sacrifice or not. So he would bring the two carbonis that a fully-fledged Zov is obligated to bring, a bird carbon chathos and a bird carbon oilar. And the rule in such a case is that he needs to stipulate that the bird carbon oilar, if he's not actually obligated, then he is bringing it as a voluntary carbon. And the bird carbon chathos cannot be brought as a voluntary carbon. Nevertheless, one is able to bring it out of doubt. However, it shouldn't be eaten. That's the law of a carbon chatos bird that is brought out of doubt. Continues the Mishnah. If somebody saw Zoiv exit his body two days in a row, and both times it occurred during Binash Moshois, during this twilight time. And we're talking about where it didn't happen at exactly the same minute both days. But on both days, it happened during this Binash Moshois period. In this case, the Mishnah says, Sofeik la tumov la carbon. Even his status of being impure is only out of doubt, as well as whether he's obligated to bring a carbon, that's also a doubt. Because if you think about it, there is an option that the first occurrence of Zoiv happened during the daytime, and the second occurrence, which happened the following day, happened once it was already the nighttime. If that's the case, that means that a complete day separated the two occurrences, which means that they don't combine to make him into a Zov at all. So it could be that he's not Tommy at all. On the other hand, it could be that the one of the occurrences began during the daytime and ended during the nighttime, which means that that itself is considered to be like two, and the other one is the third. In which case, he wouldn't just be Tommy, but he would even be obligated to bring the Carbonis, like a fully-fledged Zov. And that's why the Mishnah says that he is Tomei and obligated to bring Carbonos only out of doubt. The Mishnah ends off, If he had just one occurrence of Zoiv exiting his body, and this occurred during Benashmoshais, since there's a possibility that it began whilst it was still the daytime and it ended whilst it was the nighttime, in which case it would halakhically be considered like two separate occurrences, so Sofik Latuma, he is considered to be Tomei as a Zov out of doubt. He's possibly Tomei. The Torah, when talking about the impurity of a Zov, the Torah introduces with the words Dabru el Bnei Yisrael, speak to the Jewish people, literally the children of Israel, the descendants of Yaakov Avinu. And based on this, I might have come to a conclusion that a convert, somebody who is not biologically descended from Yaakov Avinu, he's not naturally a part of the family of Jews, Perhaps the laws of Zov don't apply to him. And so the Mishnah teaches that in truth it is learnt from a different word in that Posuk that this applies even a Kolmatam Bezivar. Any Jewish male can become Tomei via Zoiv exiting his body. Afagerim, even converts. Afavodim, even non Jewish slaves. 
whether they have been freed or not. The law is that when one acquires a non-Jewish slave, whilst he is owned by the Jew, he's actually no longer considered to be like a regular non-Jew. He's not quite a fully-fledged Jew. His status is somewhere in between, and in fact he's obligated to observe all the mitzvahs that a Jewish woman is obligated to observe. And because of his half-Jewish status, the Mishnah says that the laws of Zov also apply to him. When the non-Jewish slave is freed, then actually he converts to become fully Jewish. But the Mishnah says that even before he's been freed, he is considered to be Jewish enough, so to speak, that the laws of Zov apply. A deaf and dumb person, a total fool, and a child, even though they're not obligated to follow the mitzvahs, they lack enough understanding to be obligated in them. Nevertheless, the impurity, which is more of a reality as opposed to the law, the, the reality of the impurity exists even with these people who are not obligated in the mitzvahs. Since they are Jewish, sris odom, sris chamor, a man who is sterile, either manually or naturally, he is unable to have children. Somebody like this, the concept of Baal Keri, when a certain substance exits his male organ, which is the substance that comes out of one's body when he has marital relations, and somebody who is sterile, that doesn't happen. And since the Torah talks about a Zov and a Baal Keri right next to each other, I might have compared the two, and I might have come to the conclusion that just like a sterile person, the laws of Kerry and Bal Kerry don't apply, so to the laws of Zov don't apply. So the Mishnah teaches that that's not the case, since the, there is a possibility for the Zoiv substance to come out of their bodies, they would become Tomei as a Zov. Tumtum, somebody whose male and female organs are covered up by skin and there is a doubt as to whether they are a man or a woman. The androgynous, this is the opposite. This is somebody who has both male and female organs and features on his body. The status of such a being, such a person, is unclear. It's also a under doubt. And with regards to both of these people, we apply to them the stringencies of a man and of a woman. And therefore, if blood comes out of their body in a way that would make a woman tome as a nido or a zova, so then this person would also become tome out of doubt. And if a whitish substance, i.e. zoiv, exits his body, then he would become tome like a man. However, the Tomas and Basafik, their impurity is only doubtful because we are unsure whether they are a man or a woman. It should be noted that if both blood and Zoiv exited that person's body, then they would definitely be Tomei because either way, they're either a man or a woman, and as such, they would certainly be Tomei in that case. Mishnah Base. The Torah teaches that one becomes a Zov as a result of the Zoiv substance exiting his body only if there was no external cause of that Zoiv coming out of his body. And as such, we check the Zov in seven different ways before he has become Tommy as a Zov to determine whether there was an external cause that caused the Zoiv to exit his body. And the truth is, the in order to become a Zov, as we have seen, it, hap- it must occur twice that Zoiv exits his body. The first time that Zoiv exits his body, it actually doesn't matter if there was a different cause for it. If As long as the second occurrence was not caused by something external, he would become a Zov and he would be Tomei. 
However, in order for a one to become a Zov Gomor, a fully-fledged Zov, based on three occurrences, and that would obligate him to bring a carbon at the end of his purification process, for that to happen, so the first two occurrences cannot be caused by something external. The third occurrence, at least according to the first opinion of this Mishnah, that can be caused by something external. So to summarize, in terms of the impurity of a Zov, the second occurrence cannot be caused by something external, one of the following seven things that the Mishnah will list, and in terms of him being obligated to bring a carbon, it must be that both the first and the second occurrence were not caused by one of the following seven things. Bemachol, if he ate a lot of food, or he ate certain foods like dairy products or fatty foods that would possibly cause Zoiv to exit his body. But Mishte, if he drank a lot or he drank certain liquids like old wine that might bring about Zoiv, over Masa, if he recently carried something very heavy, Bekfitza, if he jumped possibly for a little while, such that he can still feel the effects of that jumping, Bekhili, if he is ill and his body is weak, this is also possibly a cause for Zoiv over Mare. If he saw a pretty woman, that might cause this to happen over hear her, or if he thought about a woman or about having marital relations, this could also be something that might cause Ziva, it might cause Zoiv to exit his body. And the Mishnah explains, hear her actually ra'a, if he thinks about a woman or having marital relations even without seeing a woman, or if he sees the woman even without thinking about it at all, either of those by themselves are factors that might cause Zoiv to exit his body. Rabbi Huda says, Even if he saw a domesticated animal or a wild animal or a bird mating with another animal or bird, even that would be enough to, for us to be able to attribute the Zoiv exiting his body to this factor. Or, even if he saw colourful clothes belonging to a particular woman, even that might be enough to cause the Zoiv to exit his body. Rabbi Akiva says, Even if he ate any food, whether it's bad food or good food, or he drank anything recently and he can still feel full or he feels the effect of the drink that he had, unless he experiences Zoiv on a totally empty stomach, we are always able to attribute and associate it with that cause, and he would not be a Zov in that case. There's no longer going to be any Zovim. According to what you're saying, no one will ever become a Zov. We'll always be able to associate it with something else. Omar Ahem, Rabbi Akiva replied to them, You're right, but You're not responsible to make sure that there'll be Zovim. If we understand that this is the law, that if there's an external cause, then he doesn't become a Zov. So even if it will result in no one being a Zov, because we'll pretty much always be able to attribute it with a different cause. So yeah, there won't be any Zovim. Be it as it may, the Mishnah teaches that all of this is true with somebody who has not yet become a Zov. And like we explained, in order for him to become Tomei, we need to make sure that the second experience, the second occurrence of Zoiv was not caused by one of these things. However, Mishnah Nizkag Lezivar, once he's already become a Zov, because his second occurrence was not caused by something external, 
In Bodin we don't check him again if he experiences the Zoiv, and we assume that it indeed is Zoiv that exited his body. Because the truth is, it's learnt from Pesukim that even, once he's already a Zov, even if Onsoi, the Zoiv exited his body totally beyond his control, and it was caused by something else, Usfeka Veshichvas Zaroi, we're going to explain this to be one case, one phrase, a case where he is under doubt as to whether it was Ziva or regular Keri, regular Zera, which is the substance that comes out of one's body when he has marital relations, and possibly at other times. In these cases, Tameim, he would become, he would be Tomei, and this would be considered Zoiv, Shraglaim Ladovar, because there is what to rely on and assume, since he's already a Zov, and he certainly has already experienced Zoiv coming out of his body in the last day or two. So we are able to assume that this is also Zoiv. Continues the Mishnah, the first experience, the first occurrence of Zoiv exiting his body, we check him, we determine whether it was one of these seven things that might have caused it. And even though in order to become Tomei as a Zov, the first occurrence, it doesn't matter if it happened based on something external. However, in order to bring a carbon, we explained, it does make a difference because the first two occurrences must not occur based on external things in order for him to be obligated to bring a carbon after the third time. Alright, Bashniya, the second occurrence, so we check him to make sure that it wasn't caused by something external that is needed for his impurity and for him to be obligated to bring a carbon if he sees it a third time. Bashalicious, the third time that it occurs, there's no need to check because as long as the first two occurrences were not caused by something external, the third occurrence would make him obligated to wear carbon, even if it was caused by something external. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer Rabbi Eliezer says, he argues on that last point, according to Rabbi Eliezer, even the third occurrence, we do need to check and determine whether it was caused by something external. Because of the sacrifice, according to Rabbi Eliezer, in order to be obligated to bring a carbon as a Zov Gomor, a fully-fledged Zov, it must be that all three occurrences were not caused by something external. And that is the only difference between Rabbi Eliezer and the first opinion of the Mishnah. Mr. Gimel, how recently do one of the seven things listed in the previous Mishnah need to have occurred for us to be able to associate the Zoiv with that? So the Mishnah talks of one example, Haroya Keri, one who experiences Keri exiting his body. Although this wasn't one of the seven, this usually weakens the body, and this would actually come under the category of somebody who was a bit ill. Such a person wouldn't become Tommy as a Zolv within 24 hours of that experience. And the same applies to somebody who saw or thought about a particular woman, all the other things that were listed in the Mishnah about seeing. Within 24 hours, one can associate the Zoiv with that. And with regards to the other four things, eating, drinking, carrying something heavy, or jumping, for as long as one is able to feel the effects of that which he did, so that's how long one is able to attribute the Zoiv to that cause. Rabbi Yossi says that the amount is not 24 hours, but rather Yoma, you've got the rest of the day. If one experiences Kerry coming out of his body, then for the rest of that day, the Zoiv that comes out would not make him into a Zov. Continues the Mishnah. Goishra Kerry Vinisgayar, a non-Jew 
who experienced Kerry coming out of his body, and then he converted. So the truth is, he first saw Zoiv. Zoiv came out of his body, and then Kerry came out of his body. Then he converted, and then he experienced Zoiv coming out of his body again, within 24 hours of, or on the same day, as the Kerry came out of his body. In general, this would not make him into a Zov. However, the Mishnah says, Miyad he immediately would become Tome with Zoiv. The explanation of this is because the rule is that when one converts to become Jewish, it's as if he is reborn, which means that anything that happened previously is as if it didn't happen, so to speak. So the fact that he saw Kerry is irrelevant, and even if on the same day the Zoiv comes out of his body, that would can be, be considered Zoiv. However, if you think about it, that also means that the first time that he experienced Zoiv coming out of his body, he wasn't Jewish. And that's also now irrelevant. So although the Mishnah says that he's able to become Tome as a Zov immediately, that would be considered the first occurrence of Zoiv. So in order to become Tome, he would need to experience Zoiv cam- coming out of his body again, either that day or within a, f- within, w- within a day. Now, whilst the Mishnah is on the topic of waiting 24 hours, the Mishnah gives another couple of examples. Horoya Dom, a woman who experiences blood exiting her womb, and she discovers this at a, at a particular point, and she is unsure when exactly this occurred. The difference being, anything that she touched since the blood exited her womb would be Tome. The rule is that on a Torah level, she is not need, she doesn't need to be concerned at all about having become Tome previously, only from the moment that she discovers it, meaning from the moment that she is definitely Tome, that's when she, she needs to be concerned about the impurity. However, Midrabonon, she needs to be concerned that any sanctified food, like the meat of carbonice or truma, that she had contact with in the last 24 hours became Tome. Another example is the Hamakasha, a woman who has labor pains, during which blood exits her body. If Me'esle Ace, if within 24 hours she gives birth, so they are really considered to be labor pains, then the blood would not make her tome as a zovo, because we don't associate this blood with her being a zovo, but rather with the labor pains. However, if 24 hours pass before her giving birth, so then we don't consider that to be a part of the labor, but rather it would make her into a zovo. The Hamakes Avdoi, one who causes an injury to his slave that ends up killing him, Yomimayim, that which the Torah says that if a day or two pass between being injured and dying, then the owner of the slave who caused the injury is exempt. The Mishnah, when it's the, the Torah, when it says a day or two, it means 24 hours, which is essentially crossing between two days. It's sort of a day which is like two days. That's what the Mish- that's what the Torah means. Twenty four hours. And the final example of the Mishnah: Kedev Shachal Basarames, a dog that ate the flesh of a human being. For a length of three periods of twenty four hours, i.e., seventy two hours. Within the dog eating that flesh, it's considered to be still like human flesh, 
as opposed to being fully digested, and it would still be a source of impurity. Now, as long as the dog itself is alive, the human flesh inside of the dog's body can't transfer its impurity. However, if the dog itself dies, then it would no longer protect, so to speak, the piece of the dead body, and that dead human body would transfer its impurity as long as we were within three days of it entering into the dog's body.